listening to Show Me The Honey, where we talk to ordinary people doing extraordinary things in life and business. I am your co-host, Liv Carly, a holistic therapist who supports individuals to develop somatic intelligence as a form of authentic self-care and empowerment. I'm your co-host, Natalia, and I'm a web designer and course creator, helping you do more good whilst doing less work. Together, we are the founders of Show Me The Honey, a community that shares the sweet side of life and business. Before we begin today's episode, we would like to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which this podcast was recorded. We recognize their continuing connection to land, water and communities. We pay our respects to them and their cultures and to elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to the podcast, Abby. It's really awesome to have you here. Um, both Liv and I are super excited to have a chat with you today and hear all about your story, uh, what it is that you do, um, and all about who you are. So I think what would be really cool just to start off for anyone that doesn't know you, any of our listeners, if you could just start by sharing a little bit about um, who you are, what it is that you do, um, and anything else that you feel like kicking off with. Sure. Thank you for having me and thank you for the invitation. It's so lovely to, yeah, have the opportunity to kind of not only share where, like where I've come from, but reflect on that. Cause I think we so often don't take the time to do that. And I think it's actually quite, um, yeah, it's quite illuminating in many ways. So, mm-hmm. um, so I guess, um, yeah, I'll start with kind of where I'm at today. Um, I, I guess you could say I'm like a multidisciplinary artist. I kind of like, you know, always having many things going on at once. And there's a lot of beauty in that. There's a lot of frustration in that, mm-hmm. um, but um, yeah, I call myself a botanical alchemist. I work um, a lot with beautiful natural fibers and I harness pigment and pattern from nature to color and to create stories on those, on those fibers. Um, so yeah, I produce, I have a brand called Lunark, which, um, is still my little baby. It's still very much in baby phase and is growing slowly, um, but very intentionally and organically. Um, yeah, so I create these robes. They're all one of a kind pieces and I do quite small collections of generally at the moment around 11 pieces. Mm. Um, so that's kind of like a beautiful project that I have going that allows me kind of creates a container for me to kind of explore my own creativity. Um, and that's still just something that continues to unfold and unearth as I go. Um, but I also love to share the practice and the modality and art form of this botanical alchemy with other people. I think it's it's something I started as much more of a practical thing, but as it's developed, um, Liv and I had a beautiful conversation the other day about how it just continues to evolve and the amount of beautiful lessons that I've learned through practicing this art form has been so profound in me kind of discovering who I am, my connection to myself, my connection to nature. Um, Yeah, so it's something I really love to do and it's continuing to unfold as to what that offering is as I continue to evolve. So 
Yeah, um, I also dabble a little in floristry. I also um, work a little in uh, TV and film in the costume department. So lots of different pies at the moment, which keeps it really stimulating and exciting for me. And I love collaborating with other people and being immersed in different environments. So yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh, honestly. So I did one of Abby's wonderful workshops maybe like month a few months ago now even and immediately when we started it was very much like I met my perfectionist so quickly and was a little bit shocked at that and yeah realized that through this very intricate um and expansive modality that you know, there was this opportunity to meet myself and the different parts of myself. And even the way that you share about it, Abby, of it constantly evolving and changing as you do. And yeah, just really curious of, you know, how, how this process and this practice and, and the way that you've uh, birthed this business has illuminated pieces within you and, and how you sort of tend to yourself and nurture yourself through that process. Yeah, so um, like I said, initially it was something that was just about me exploring creativity whilst also using something um, that connects me with nature. Like it, I didn't think of it in, 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 within the depth that it has like evolved into. And it wasn't like, yeah, it's, I've, I kind of, I guess, noticed my, like myself and I was observing myself more and more as I was exploring this practice. And I was like, wow, like we're working like, yeah, this, I'm the same. I want to, I wanted to, I still do at times, want to control things and want them to look a certain way and, and be what I envisioned in my mind. But when you're working with nature, firstly, every single leaf is different. Every single flower is different. So within that itself, and you know, whether that be a subtle thing or quite an obvious aesthetical thing. Um, but yeah, it's like, we don't have, like when we're working with nature, we don't have control over that to start Mm. with then within that practice there's so many variables so you're talking like the ph of the water and the soil the season um when you picked when you when you um collected or foraged that item like it's its own journey and its own you know unique expression and then you're you know bringing all these items together and you're pressing them into cloth or you're kind of brewing them into a dye pot and every single little one has its own thing going on so you know, even if you sit there and kind of practice and make sure that you've got consistency with some elements, the beauty of it is that every single time it's going to be different, whether that be really obvious or whether it be subtle and noticing those nuances um, and noticing actually the beauty in the surprise and not knowing what it's going to turn out like. There was like that in itself was so beautiful and actually going like, oh, like that's not how I expected to look, how I expected it to look. But like, how incredible is it? And how, like, sometimes you put things together and you, it's just such a beautiful surprise to see how it kind of evolves and how it turns out. And, and knowing as well that you can never replicate that. Mm. It's so beautiful because it's just like being at peace with the fact that that's its own entity and it's never going to be replicated just the same as us. You know, it's like, we're all our unique own unique expressions and I think to have that mirrored back to me um and to also just make peace 
with the fact that I don't have complete, I don't have full control over this just by default is really humbling. Um, and now I've found myself leaning into that more and more because I think at the beginning, you know, so many people would say, oh, but like, does the color stay or will the pattern stay the same? Because we're so um, conditioned to think, like to believe that things have to just be one way and never change or there's something that we innately as humans find, I guess, uncomfortable with that transition, mm. even though it's inevitable because that's how the world works. Um, but it's like that unknown mm. um, factor that it's, it kind of has allowed me to become more and more comfortable and actually find so much beauty in that. And yeah, so many other things, but it's been really amazing to actually witness not only myself, but others within that workshop practice and being exposed to that practice because um, there's some some people that just kind of like, yeah, like they're super chill and they just kind of put things together and don't really feel too attached to it. And then you see these other people who are really like, oh, wow, like I really want to make this look a certain way. And they're like, how do I create this color? And how do I create that pattern? And I'm like, look, well, from my experience, I can show you how you may achieve that color. But yeah, really, um, I can't tell you that. And I can't promise you that. And that's just how the world works, really. Like, we just never really know. Um, so it's actually a really beautiful opportunity to surrender that and just let go of that control and be open to the unknown, I guess. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I literally like as you were speaking I was like it just feels so therapeutic you know there's like so much potential for it to be therapeutic and mm. also how it can just be this very powerful mirror for each individual that allows themselves to step into that space and you know I believe that the way that you do it is um quite unique in that you know when you use that word alchemy it's like yeah transmutation movement change um all of those things but yeah I guess I, I'm curious because I've only ever known you in this way I'm curious if there's been a time in your life or if there's like the window of time before you started Lunark of what that kind of looked like who you were and sort of what was that transitional moment from there to here? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> 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 a lot. Like, and it's just actually quite amazing to see how this practice has really informed that and been such a vehicle for that. Um, so to kind of backtrack as to where what my life was like before, I've worked within the clothing and fashion industry my entire career. And I was living in London, working within the um, fashion industry at a magazine, working another job to survive because I was paid very little money. Mm -hmm. um, and I just never stopped. Like I was just constant. Like it was just this, there was never space or time to even um, reflect on where I was at or who I was or what I wanted because I was just in this machine and on this um mouse wheel and just going 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 and actually um when I look back now you know it's so funny to be like wow that really was not flowing like at all and all these things were happening um then I just wasn't listening um <laughs> but you know, that's all part of it. you know hindsight's a beautiful thing <laughs> um so I actually it got 
me, uh, it got it got to the point where I got made redundant. Actually, I got physically like pushed out of my job because I clearly wasn't listening to the signs, and the universe was like, "Okay, if you're not going to listen, do something." <laughs> That's so interesting. That's literally the same thing that happened to me. That is the reason that I'm in Australia was oh. a redundancy, and it was the universe like, "Do something different." <laughs> yeah, totally. And then you kind of go, oh, but even then, I wasn't really aware of that. Like I, I just didn't have the awareness to, to put those, you know, mm-hmm. type of threads together. So I went traveling, I guess at the time as well, like being made redundant from a job that you thought was going to be like, was very much a part of your identity and who you were. All of a sudden it's like, you know, this anger come up, comes up and I was just so resentful of the industry and everything that was like it entailed. So I went traveling as you do. Um, and I was just like, okay, I just wanted to push everything away from me. And I just want to kind of really take a moment to observe what I'm naturally gravitating towards like what's lighting me up. Um, so I went to India. Um, I went to Laos. I went to uh, Bali um, and Thailand and to Australia. And I just still found myself really gravitating towards textiles and clothing and adornments and cultural dress and all these beautiful things and also cultural like traditional crafts and these you know ways of creating and um that have been around for like such a long time like I just really the depth and the soul and the intention behind that really like activated me um and I went to Laos and I found this beautiful place um that basically uh facilitated the women there to continue these beautiful traditional crafts and to celebrate them and to keep them alive and I discovered natural dyeing and botanical dyeing and I guess at that moment a seed was planted it wasn't like I was all of a sudden oh my god this is it you know it was just noticing like how I felt when I was doing that and then I was like wow this is something I feel I'd really love to explore further um so I ended up moving back to Australia eventually and exploring it, but I was so like my, when I look back, I had so much armor that I had built around me to survive in that city and to survive that kind of lifestyle and that like go, go, go mentality. And slowly and slowly, it just allowed me to, to, to physically slow down, um, to be patient, to um, yeah, be comfortable with not knowing kind of, what's next and just slowly and slowly like I guess my sensitivities were coming back and my you know I was just looking at nature in a completely different way um not only with like in terms of how to create with it but just appreciating it and um understanding that we're all connected and yeah it's just but yeah I used to be an absolute control freak like for sure and I still have tendencies like I still want sometimes things to be like a certain way but I'm also like eh like it's all good like and if and and also like you know when you're actually physically making a piece like you can bundle dye something and create it and it can come out and it could be stunning or you could be like oh okay yeah that's a really good like base foundation I'm going to build upon that and build the layers and build the color and the texture and um pattern and just kind of be like okay well this is like the first step in a journey of this piece and of this creation. And I'm just going to continue to, to build upon that um, and allow it to have its own journey. Um, but yeah, no, I was, I've definitely slowed down a lot and 
it's um yeah I'm really excited to kind of see what else comes from it because I can even in my last collection um I had this the functional idea of how I wanted it the 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 practical and functional concept but what I learned from that was so like unexpected um and I'm excited to kind of see how it continues to unfold because it surprises Mm -hmm. me every time Mm -hmm. yeah it sounds um like from what you've shared about being in London so where I am from in the UK I was about an hour from London and I used to love going there but I always used to say I couldn't live there because it was just like way too intense too much happening too busy but to just go in and out was like quite fun (laughs) um and as a creative myself I like really resonate with what you've shared with being able to sort of slow down and have that extra spaciousness and that sort of stillness that comes from not being in that kind of hustle and bustle um, that actually can be really supportive to the creative process. Mm -hmm. And I suppose as well, um, the, the creations that you do and your processes, I suppose as well, it's like having that slowness and that space actually would I assume be really um, beneficial to that process because, you know, like you said, if you're having to sort of surrender to all of these different factors that you can't control. um, Yeah. I guess that is just really sort of suited to that like slower environment where there is that spaciousness. Um, And I wonder, say if you had sort of stayed in London in, in that sort of busyness, do you think, that you would sort of be in this position that you're at now? Like, do you think it would have been conducive to this craft that you now work with? Um, I didn't, like, there was a lot of other stuff going on personally for me, but I don't, like, I don't think so. Mm. Like, or, or at the very least, maybe, like, I could now, being where I am, take it there, like, knowing... Mm kind of having the foundation of that, but I really felt like I had to completely remove myself from that environment. Mm. Like I just intuitively was like, I need to, I need to go because it just, um, I didn't know how to do life differently there. And I didn't have the strength at that point to have that full shift. Um, Yeah. I was just way too depleted for sure. Like I didn't, Mm -hmm. I think unless I'd had someone that was really guiding me, um, but at that point I didn't. So I think I needed to really remove myself from that environment to um, allow that spaciousness and to Mm. allow that stillness and the quiet to be able to come back to myself. Um, I think it's definitely like I have friends over there that are living very different, like similar lives and intentional lifestyles that I am now. but they had already been doing that, you know, for mm. some time and had chosen that already. I just, yeah, I couldn't imagine. I knew that I had to go a hundred percent. Yeah. It just built such this, this like hard shell around myself, mm-hmm. um, which you kind of have to have to a certain extent living somewhere like that, because you're, it's like, you have to protect yourself. Like mm-hmm. there's just so much going on. It's quite intense um, unless you have the ability to create a sanctuary where you can retreat to when you're not in the external environment there, I mm. think, 
your nervous system just doesn't have the capacity to slow down enough to go through that healing process. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. for me, I'm mm. quite a sensitive human though. So I've, re- you know, discovered, I always knew I was, but I never saw it as a beautiful thing. I saw it as a weakness. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly with that. <laughs> I feel so similar. I yeah. think there is there is such a need for sensitivity in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like there's a need, there's a reason that we're all different and mm-hmm. we actually need all of our differences. If we all carbon copy ourselves to this same blueprint, we're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> like, you know, having everyone in the same mindset, that's not going to really take us places. Um so yeah, I, I I think it's essential to be all of the different things that we all are. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I um, you know, there are a few things that you just spoke into Abby that really resonated with me and and almost had me reflecting. I was like, stay focused on what she's saying. Now is not the time for your little mind to go off into the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, you know, those little threads that sort of like came through for you in your journey from like sort of the imagery I had was like being in this like concrete jungle, you know, of you being in big city London in the fashion world over there. Um, And then just this little piece of intuition guiding you away. It's like whilst there was that very like universal like push out of you know, being made redundant, there was, it seems like there was this little thread of intuition also guiding you that you started to listen to. And just, yeah, when I heard you reflecting on that, I was like, that is so freaking powerful. Like to actually sense that intuitive pull to listen to it and then follow it. And then to have seen like how that thread has allowed you to arrive to where you are. And so, you know, and seeing what you've created from that place of slowing down, of coming back to your more innate nature, of coming in more relationship to nature and and navigating life and business in that way. And so I guess for those that are running their own business or, you know, are thinking about it, Um, or even feeling that pull to maybe move out of that more mainstream space and start weaving their, yeah, their humanness and their intuition into business. Yeah, if you could speak into how working in this way and, and allowing your artistry to be expressed in this way has, you know, supported you to create this business, has supported you and made a difference in the way that you do business? Yeah, I mean, it's still very much an unfolding for me, for sure. Like, um, you know, as a creative, it's like, I can't imagine not walking this path. Like I was reflecting on it before and I'm like, gosh, sometimes it's so challenging to, because you are essentially forging a path um, that hasn't been walked before in many ways because it's and not to say that obviously there's you know millions of creatives out there but that particular path um, mm-hmm. you know and especially when you're doing something quite niche uh, it is it's it's simultaneously terrifying and and also so expensive and you know exciting um, and I think that push pull between the that juxtaposition between those two is kind of what keeps me going um, but 
to experience the flow and just to understand and feel so deeply the difference between the connection to myself now than when I look back on the disconnection that I had with myself when I was working in an industry that I so deeply always wanted to work in, but I realized was so much more about the external validation and the, how it looked on the outside. Um, yeah, but I don't, like, I so don't regret any of that. Like to have felt that and then to now feel this, it's like, it's like, yeah, you have to have that polarity and that, um, you know, to, to kind of understand the beauty in the difference and what is right and what is wrong, so to speak. Not that there is necessarily right or wrong. It's all part of the journey. But um, I think, yeah, when it comes to kind of going into business in something that is your innate expression and kind of is deeply connected to you, yes, it's scary because obviously you're putting yourself out there and because it is so deeply connected to you, if that isn't accepted or is rejected, it's so much deeper. And I think that's what holds a lot of people back. And it did myself mm -hmm. for many, many years. Um, you know, and it still does in some ways. Like it's still definitely an unfolding for me. Um, but I think when you understand that um, by following that authenticity and following and acknowledging and honoring these gifts that we've each been given, when you can tap into that, there's something pretty damn magical that happens. And the alchemy that's created in that is so powerful. Um, but also kind of, I mean, don't get me wrong. It took me quite a few years to kind of acknowledge that I, you know, my, my like connection to my intuition now is so much stronger. Like back then I kind of didn't, it was there, but I was a bit like, what, like, what is that? No, that can't be right because it doesn't make sense to me right now. So, um, or no, 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 it's not that it didn't make sense. It's that it went against what I thought I wanted or I thought I should want or should be doing. Mm -hmm. I think that's for sure. Um, and then you're in this push-pull like dynamic of like, it's like you're in an internal um, argument with yourself about like what makes sense. Um, but I think just listening to those pulls and listening to the to that intuition and just slowly even if they're just small like like small little gestures and small decisions slowly just kind of honoring that and then that strength of that intuition will essentially strengthen and then you just become so much you have this beautiful relationship with it but i think um yeah i think it's just so wild it seems so simple to think that all is all all we really need to do is each tap into what is authentically our own gift it seems so simple like and it's like yeah of course like we've all been given and don't get me wrong it's not I don't think that anyone has just one gift I think we each have an expression or say like an umbrella and then un underneath that they you know that particular gift can be expressed in many different ways and it continues to evolve as we do and our lives continue unfold unto unfold mm -hmm. but it seems so simple to tap into that, but it's actually very complex. And I think also being patient as well. Like, mm -hmm. I think I have this, I, yeah, I think we all have a tendency to want things to just happen overnight, especially our generations. Um, 
Yeah. But you really believe and understand and know that this is just to, to be in it for the long game and to trust and to just be like, if as long as I continue to connect with myself and honor my intuition, it will unfold and it will support me in ways that I can't even see right now. Because when I was in London to think that I would be where I am now doing what I was doing, I was like, I'd just be like, what? Like, <laughs> for sure. Like, I'd just be like, okay, interesting. Like, but yeah, I think if we can just lean into those edges and um, ultimately, yeah, connect at that deeper level, I think it's pretty cosmic but it's scary mm -hmm. at the same time <laughs> yeah it's a wild ride isn't it I think uh like running your own business doing your own thing and when it's your own like creative craft and putting it out there is there's just so much uh personal development that you know whatever you want to call that sort of uh act let's say is like there's so much of that infused in it it's it's like this kind of dance you know between like business development, personal development, like you just learn so much about yourself. Mm. Um, like it, it, it's kind of, I guess it's, in a way it's a bit of a vessel for, um, you know, self-growth in that regard, because, mm. you know, there's so much that you just realize about yourself. You get shown all these things. Like for me, it's like, you know, ways that I hold myself back in certain things and those feelings that those vulnerabilities that come up from sharing what it is that you do, um it's yeah it's I find it's just this never-ending uh amazing surprising process uh that's just always showing something new to us um through all all what we do um so yeah I just I just think it's <laughs> it's just it's just it's just I don't even know it just gets me <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's a wild ride. <laughs> I feel like that's all I have to say on that matter right now. Yeah. Totally. Like, I mean, I look at other friends that have chosen a career that's very mapped out and has a very linear kind of journey to it. Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong. It's not necessarily easier. It has its own complications, but I just can't, imagine and I've had moments where I've kind of stepped into that um not for very long but I can't imagine doing that but then I also completely appreciate and respect that we're all different and some people thrive in those environments like I feel caged in those environments like I feel like there's no room for the ebbs and flows and I think especially as a woman especially as someone who appreciates nature and is more, like has more sensitivities to not be able to have that freedom to ebb and flow and to respond to, yeah, the intricacies and the evolution of what's going on. It's like, that's what is innately so beautiful about being human as far as I'm concerned. Like, mm -hmm. like, yeah, to be able to just, yeah, to constantly be aware enough and observational enough to respond to how things change and evolve. Um, yeah. And knowing that there's not really ever a right decision, I think that can be so paralyzing when, um, yeah, I found myself and I've seen 
others like get so paralyzed around, but like, what decision do I make? Because if I make that one, then what if it's not the right one? It's like, you don't know. And like, we don't know until we try that thing. And then we just go, okay, mm, yeah, that's flowing. No, it's not flowing. Okay, let's pivot and try something new. And for me, I innately learn the best in that way. Like I have to have that deep visceral experience in response to trying something or feeling something or saying something. And then that informs where I go next. And that for me is like pure integration. When you Mm-mm. really feel it, then you can embody it. And so I just innately just keep trying things and exploring things. Um, and that's how I find I best learn and discover what the next step is. And then you take another step and another one, and then you end up somewhere you never thought was possible, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm, um, as, you're, as you were speaking, I'm like, I, I know what it feels like for me when my intuition sort of gives me a little ping or, you know, even the way that I've been doing business is kind of that same way of like, you know, everything kind of feels like a risk because you never know how it's going to turn out. Mm -hmm. And it is just leaning in and being like, okay, I'm feeling pulled towards this. I'm going to give it a go. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but when it doesn't work, it's like, wow, I actually really needed to learn that. I really needed to understand that about myself. I needed to understand that in my business. It's actually just an opportunity. It's not, yeah, it's like, it's it's not that it didn't work. It's just illuminating something new. Um, but I know so many people that don't listen to their intuition. And I know so many people that don't even know how to um how to do that um and you know one of the biggest things I work on with people is how to connect to their bodies because we live in a society that's so head driven and headstrong um and there's not a huge amount of education of like how to actually connect to Mm -hmm. our natural state which is acknowledging that our bodies exist and they're this source of wisdom um yeah so And I know that everyone's so different, but just for those that are listening that maybe aren't connected to their intuition or don't really know how to, you know, follow that thread and that flow, just maybe if you could speak into what your intuition feels like or looks like for you and like what that state of flow looks like and feels like, just to like give an example for those that are like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, intuition, what's that? <laughs> totally. I mean, I experience it um, like in my in my gut for sure. It's, it's like a, a visceral feeling. And but like I know everyone expresses it differently. Like some people hear things or they see things or um, mine is very much like a feeling um, sensation. Uh, so I know that if something's like a fuck yes, it will like, I just feel like it's like there's milliseconds, not even milliseconds between the response time of like what's being presented to me and, and how I feel about it. It's just like, yes, 100%. Um, and it just feels like I can feel myself like expand, I guess, and open. Mm. Um, whereas on the flip side, if something's like a hell no, I I just go, oh, like I just feel this like, the word that just came to mind then was like dread. It's like this, oh, like 
and it's a constriction like it feels like you want to close and mm-hmm. even maybe like noticing how your body physically responds like do you feel yourself opening and kind of expanding and your shoulders going back or do you feel yourself doing the opposite and kind of like closing in on yourself and, con- and contracting mm-hmm. um but it's so hard to articulate that feeling <laughs> um and it's something that I've only cultivated because I've taken time to build a stronger connection to myself and I've done that through many different modalities exploring and yes sitting in stillness is definitely something that has helped but understanding I think as well and having permission to explore what that looks like for you I think some people really resonate with meditation and sitting in stillness with no distractions and no music and no nothing for some people that might be walking in nature by yourself so some people I've been going to tea ceremony a lot which has been massive for me like such a beautiful anchor and it creates such an incredible container for me to drop in um, to myself on a level that I've never experienced before mm-hmm. um, so I think just to, just exploring that but with the intention of finding stillness enough to connect with your inner voice and your inner knowing mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's like like I said mentioned earlier I think practice it by with just tiny things like giving yourself like two different options and feeling into which one resonates more and it can be little things like what do I feel like eating today or you know like just really mundane simple day-to-day things and I think um or like should I go this way or this way and feeling those things and giving yourself those options and playing with it and just kind of not thinking of it or putting too much weight on it I think exploring it and understanding and knowing that it's there to serve you it's not there it's actually yeah if anything it's leading you in the most beautiful direction and I think honoring that and exploring it and um yeah just understanding that it's something that's essentially leading you in a direction that allows you to be in your fullest expression I guess mm-hmm. um yeah, does that answer your question? <laughs> oh, like, I'm like, keep going, please. <laughs> keep talking about this. This is so nice. This is right up my alley. And, you know, I remember when I started my journey of, like, connecting more to myself around, you know, identifying what my intuition felt like. And 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 I love that simplicity of, yeah, like, what does a yes feel like? What does a no feel like? And I used to do mm. this thing just like driving in my car and I'd say yes and I'd be like yes and just checking in with my body of like what does it feel like when I say yes and then saying no and just being like okay well that's what it feels like when I say no and then that next step of like what does it feel like when I say yes when I meant no and what what does it feel like when I say no but I meant yes because like we can sometimes I know for me like playing small and like trying to give myself that space to grow and like lean in and actually fully show up has been so challenging. And so there's times where I'm like, why don't I like just fully take that opportunity or fully like lean into that. And so that feeling of like, yeah, that was a yes, but I said no, like, yeah. So just having those reference point reference points. And yeah, I love the example you gave of just, being curious and playful with that in really simple things that don't feel so risky. Like what am I having for lunch? (laughs) And I think um, the biggest thing for me is like 
sometimes I get like a, a, a fuck yes or a hell no with something that logically makes no sense. Like in terms of the external like situation, it's like, why would I not say yes to that? Or why would I say no to that? But that's where it really starts to like kick in and that ability to trust your intuition is at full force because it's like, oh man, like the external probably seems as though I said should say yes to that, but like I'm viscerally feeling like a real no to this. Mm-hmm. That's when it's like, oh gosh, I'm starting to pay attention to that and like honoring it. And then it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Because innately, if we are saying yes or no to something, So if we're saying yes to something that maybe we should be saying a no to, like we're feeling intuitively that we should be saying no, you were essentially abandoning ourselves. We're abandoning Mm -hmm. what our body wants, what our soul wants. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as someone who's like a recovering people pleaser, like I would always say yes to things that I viscerally would want not to do, Mm -hmm. but I would be like, oh, but I don't want to upset that person or I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. But something that I've really, that has landed me for me in a whole new way recently is that it's a lose-lose situation. Like if you're abandoning yourself in order to quote unquote, please somebody else, you're not showing up in your full authenticity. So it's like, what's the point? Like it's, mm-hmm. they're not getting you in your full power and your full expression and you're not honoring your full exp- expression in your truth. So when I started thinking of it in that way, I was like, oh, wow, like, okay, in that case, then as much as it feels uncomfortable that I may be like disappointing that person temporarily, it's going to pass. Like it's not something that won't just continue to flow. And, you know, I think that's definitely something that's landed for me in a whole new way. And and that ultimately comes down to tapping into your intuition, regardless of whether or not it like logically makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think I feel like that flows really nicely, like the conversation of intuition and um, yeah, just being able to tune into that and listen to that and um, yeah, honor yourself. Um, It leads really nicely to this question that we love to ask everyone, which (laughs) is um, what is the most extraordinary thing that you have done in life and or business? Wow. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's a big question. <laughs> That's a really big question. The first, I'm just going to go with the first thing that popped into my head. And even though it doesn't feel grand necessarily, because I think we've got this idea that it has to be something really grand. Mm-hmm. I'm learning more and more about the beauty and the simplicity and um, the subtleties. And I think just even this recent collection that I created, because it was such a beautiful, intimate, personal journey for myself and it was so surprising um, in how it unfolded that for me felt really extraordinary like I just remember feeling quite actually like um, yeah just in awe of like how it unfolded and and just so deeply humbled by the experience mm-hmm. um, and it just to kind of like give you a little rundown on kind of how it unfolded I thought about doing this collection where I wanted to put all these um jars all these all of these robes I create individually into jars and the essential like essentially it was like oh they're going to be out in the sun and they're going to be marinating in the the pigments and the the juices of nature and you know essentially creating some beautiful garments that are each unique and the the like the journey myself that I went through with that of 
oh, but is that enough just to like put a robe in a jar and just allow it to do its thing? Like surely I should be putting more energy and effort into that. Surely I should get in there and like manipulate it or help it along or, um, you know, control it essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but the journey I went through in like to actually sit back and allow it to unfold and and be the facilitator of that and hold the space for that essentially rather than feeling as though my ego wanted to go oh but I need to control this situation like I need to have more involvement in this because otherwise how can I possibly take any right recognition for it you know it's like mm. in that process um but it was so humbling to be able to actually be like I'm like the caretaker and facilitator of this and that's enough you know and um yeah, it was really quite an extraordinary experience. Um, and no doubt there's plenty of other things that have shaped me to be who I am, but that's something that I think was quite pivotal mm-hmm. and recent that for me was just not what I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, live. I know we had a chat about this last time we met about how that's actually really informed how I want to move forward and how I share and how I create. And it was called womb. And for me, it's like, it was really a birthing. Like it really was a birthing of this different version of me and of my creative practice and how I express and my connection to myself and nature. Um, Yeah. So that was probably, that was the first thing that came to mind. So it felt like the the right thing to share. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that's so extraordinary. (laughs) Yeah, me too. That's two votes for extraordinary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and you know, you spoke without even probably intentionally into the why of show me the honey is that, you know, we both have this belief that everyone has a little bit of extraordinary within them, no matter where you're from or what you do or what you're doing in life and business. And that you can find that gold, you can find that richness. And it's actually more about a felt sense. Like you say, it's like, you didn't know what was going to unfold when you started that collection, but it was so pivotal for you. It was such an extraordinary moment, not only in your business, but also personally, because it it opened and illuminated so much. Mm. But yet from the outside, maybe it seemed all too simple. It's like, yeah. To connect to our extraordinary, it doesn't actually have to be overly complicated. It can be mm-hmm. simple, but also very like complex, like the complexity of like our existence, you know, like, yeah. So I really love that you shared that. And I really encourage people to, yeah, go and check out what you're creating. Um, and if they're in the area of the Northern Rivers or traveling here to connect in with you and and try and receive your transmission through one of your workshops because it's phenomenal. Um, (laughs) And before we finish up today, we have a segment which I absolutely love. It's one of my favorite things to do podcast um so it's called honey time um where we ask five quick questions just so that we and our audience can get to know you a little bit better outside of work um (laughs) and yeah so let's kick it off I'll start uh so what is your guilty pleasure oh my god the first thing that came to mind was chocolate but that seems so (laughs) 
boring. (laughs) (laughs) What's my guilty pleasure? Um, Oh my gosh, my brain. (laughs) It's funny that happens, doesn't it, when you get put on the spot? Like actually listening to really cheesy pop, like I know the words to so many really bad pop songs. (laughs) Belting it out in the car, full blast. I used to be really embarrassed about it, but now I'm kind of like, fuck it. Like, yeah. hey, if it makes you feel good and makes you happy, yeah. go with it. Pop music, like Taylor Swift, you know. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Liv and I are quite into Harry Styles lately. Ooh, so uh, okay. I'll have to check him out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, okay, so second question. What's the thing that most recently inspired you? Oh my gosh. I just went to see Nils from in Sydney. Mm. But holy moly, insane. Like maybe the one of one of the best gigs I've ever been to. And the reason why is because I felt as though I was witnessing someone like in their pure genius. Like, you know, when you witness someone like channeling and like being the vessel, as we spoke about before, like he was just so embodied in what he shares and so unapologetic about it. And he was so humble and beautiful. Um, Yeah, that was just like, oh my gosh, if I could ever get to that point, I would be so content and and, (laughs) that was inspiring. It was only last week, but yeah, wow, like mind blowing. Mm, Love that, love that. All right, so yeah, next question. Who's your favorite artist? Ooh, um, who's my favorite artist? I actually love, um, there's this incredible, he's like, I guess, a mixture between like an architect and an artist, um, Mm. Alofa Eliasson. Um, he's an incredible artist and he uses like environment space light to create these, I guess, immersive experiences, but on like, sometimes like on a really massively grand scale. Um, yeah. And I love, like, I immediately think of more designers, I guess, because I'm in that world, um, like Magella, Rick Owens, like there's, for me, that's still art, like, even though it's expression of clothing. Um, yeah, I just love the brand and the world that they create. Alexander McQueen was massive for me when I was younger. Mm. Oh, my God, me too. Oh, well, <laughs> Just that otherworldly, like for someone to be able to create something that transports you Mm. to another realm, Mm -hmm. even if it's just temporary and the emotions that are evoked through witnessing and exploring that, it's just, yeah. I'm going to have to check out some of those, particularly the first person that you said. Um, An exhibition of his in London and it was just so amazing. Like there was a point where um, you're in the dark room and there was water, like just like a squirt of water being like, kind of thrown up into the air and then the lights would flash at the same time so it kind of optically created like this it was like it froze in midair wow. and every up the water would be these beautiful like sculptures and again like them the fact that they're all so different like you can't mm. replicate them it was so simple but it was just like I just stood there and stared at it for like half an hour it's just like so like just mesmerized by it yeah. yeah I can totally imagine that would be um, that's really cool uh, okay what is your go-to ritual to connect to your creative flow Ooh, I would say um, probably 
creating, like making sure that all of my senses feel really activated. Like I love um, burning incense or something that activates like, like my smell, my sense, like, and then putting music on. I, I just, I guess for me, cause I'm so sensorial and so activated by my senses, those kind of things really trigger. And they not only do they ground me, but they just like into myself and into that moment, but they really allow me to explore myself on all those different dimensions. Like it kind of really activates every part of me. So, you know, making sure that there's something that smells amazing, there's sound going on, like that the light is really beautiful or, you know, and often I'll just kind of take a little moment to just have a few deep breaths with my eyes closed to kind of allow myself to drop into that. It doesn't have to be a full meditation, but just kind of calling myself present and just, you know, being very intentional about that creative space and honoring it, um, honoring it as a time with myself and kind of tapping in and allowing myself to be that vessel ultimately. Very nice. Um, I just like got transported. I was just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I literally just then I was like, where did Liv go? <laughs> it was where you were describing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> um, all right. So last, last question. What's something that you're currently working towards? Ooh, what am I currently working towards? Um, to I definitely want to explore like um creating some more experiences and workshops that I guess more so embody um yeah what I want to share and going deeper into that exploration of self um so I really want to explore that um and test it out and just start by just having a few people close to me um like be able to share that with them um, and give people, like empower people to create their own garments. Um, and, you know, I want to have a um, offering where people can bring their own clothing, um, mm. and whether it be something that they don't long, no longer wear or that's marked maybe and b- breathe new life into it essentially. So I really want to create a container for that. And then I have many, oh my God, so many ideas. It's actually well <laughs> <laughs> um, I know that feeling. Something bigger picture that I really want to explore, which has been a vision from the start, is to take a collection and go to a, another country and to actually create a collection that's infused with the energy and the nature and the offerings of that environment mm-hmm. um, and really anchor it into that space and spend the time with the people and the environment. So that's something big picture that I definitely want to make happen at some point because then mm. I can travel as well and create <laughs> all the things I want to do. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I can't wait to see that collection. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And hey, like if you can combine that to allow yourself to travel as well like Mm. let's do it this is the beauty of running your own business is you get to like create the life like exactly the way that feels good to you to live so um I know and give yourself (laughs) I think we get so stuck in like how we should do business but ultimately like literally a vehicle to create exactly the kind of lifestyle that is resonant with who you are and who you want to be Mm. and when you realize that it's like oh wow that's pretty awesome Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
so yeah yeah it definitely is well thank you so much for coming onto the podcast with us I have absolutely loved getting to know you today um, and hearing about you know how you express yourself and the journey that you've been on um, I've definitely learned some things and I definitely have some key takeaways that I would like to sort of um, reflect on you know in my own creative process as well which is really cool um, so thank you thank you so much for joining us and sharing about your little world my pleasure and thank you so much for having me it's actually like I said it's been beautiful to reflect and to drop in and yeah take a moment to um, acknowledge my journey because I don't think yeah we just don't do that enough and I think mm. there's a lot in that so yeah thank you for that mm, thank you so much <laughs> thank you <laughs> Thanks for listening to Show Me The Honey. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review and subscribe so you can be notified about our latest episodes. And until next time, keep it sweet.